Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked on Wolfpack. And folks, we're talking the offenses for the homecoming game today. I know that a lot of folks are thinking to themselves, uh, the defensive coordinator, Tony Gibson, said that we got a tall task ahead of us. And so a lot of people are, are thinking to themselves, should we be shaking our boots? Should we be worried? Well, let me say this. We all know how high-flying, how prolific, how good this Wake Forest offense has been all season, with the exception of last game against Louisville. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what this team looks like, how the, the scouting of this team goes. And really, it wouldn't even be fair to do a position-by-position position breakdown because offensively, uh, or it wouldn't be fair to do the comparison of NC State versus Wake Forest because offensively, I think that it's pretty much every uh, segment there. They are either tied or ahead of us by a good amount. So instead, I'm just going to break down who their players are, who their stars are, how they get the job done. We're talking about all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Wolfpack. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So first things first, let's talk about what we all know or what some people don't know about what makes Wake Forest offense so complicated. It is a very, very long mesh and RPOs behind it that make this offense difficult to stop because it is, in essence, a triple option situation just further spread out on the field. Instead of having an A back and B back in, in that situation, you're instead looking at uh, tight end pop passes as a potential option. You're instead looking at uh, glare routes on the back end or glance routes on the back end as, as an option. You're instead looking at uh, a receiver hitch, a receiver screen, of course, bubble screens and, and outside receiver screens as your third option. But here are your other two options, of course. The first option is obviously you hand the ball and whatever running play it, that is set up for the back is run, right? That's, you know, generally going to be a zone play, inside zone, outside zone, power, trap, whatever it is, you run that play. That is based on if you get to look, if you see, okay, everybody is accounted for to where even if we block, uh, even if we block this thing one for one, we're not sure that our guy can break a tackle and make something happen here. So I'm not sure what I want to do, or I'm not sure that I want to go out there. And the fact that they have, have somebody one for one over here and potentially somebody over the top means that they've taken an extra body out of the box. If the box is light, I want to hand the ball off. Boom. There's your first option. Your second option, the quarterback pulls it and keeps it. The quarterback has the option after he pulls it to keep it and run the ball, right? Sam Hartman is not the most dynamic runner in the world. Sam Hartman is the starting quarterback over there at Wake Forest. He's not the most dynamic runner in the world, but he's serviceable. And especially, it's like the closer they get to the goal line, the better he gets at running the ball. Uh, and he just finds ways to get into the end zone in terms of if we're talking about what, what these options are. So again, first option, hand the ball off to the back. And again, their offense, their backs are good. Wake Forest has some really good running backs. Um, they're not quite at, at Kenneth Walker's level. But then again, we didn't even know. Nobody knew 
how good Kenneth Walker was when he was at Wake Forest because he is a bit more of a, a one cut and go back. So the situation in terms of having to kind of read the mesh and jump around a little bit and all that, it wasn't ideal for him. But this year, it's the combination of Justice Ellison and Christian Turner that are the guys that make it, again, very tough on defenses to figure out, okay, where's the ball going? Who's getting the ball? What's what's happening here? That is that's what makes that um, that's what makes that situation much more much more difficult for defenses. Now, when you go past the running back and the ability, the running backs and the ability to hand the ball off, the quarterback has the ability to pull the ball and run the ball. The third option was the one that I talked about originally: the the different route combinations and whatnot that you put onto this thing. Which again, they. You can read something different every time, but generally you're going to get the pre-snap read that's going to tell you, okay, these are the looks that is very likely to be. And then once you snap the ball, you get the, the read of, okay, where do I need to go? What is the difference between this offense and almost every other? Because pretty much every offense in college now runs some variation of read option, of RPOs, of all those things. What's the difference? The difference is this is an offense that's predicated on Two things, a very long, slow, drawn out mesh, as well as they have a lot of big body receivers. Their goal is to throw up a lot of shot plays. And the reality is when you bring in bodies to stop the running game, they're going to throw up the shot plays and the shot plays, because their receivers are going 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", that's you're looking at a much different situation than you would uh, if they weren't. A.T. Perry, the leading receiver, the, the junior, that is the, the quote unquote elder statesman of the group, 6'5". Donovan Green, 6'2", the leading receiver in terms of touchdowns on the year. Jamal Banks, 6'4", sophomore out of D.C. These guys are massive in terms of just sheer size on the outside. I mean, the only receivers that they have, their inside receivers, uh, Keyshawn Williams and, and Taylor Morin are the slot guys. They're the, the underneath guys and all that. Again, they're the guys that catch the bubble screens and make things happen in space. But the main thing is they're going to use their, their massive receivers to make 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, to make those things to make uh, the 50-50 balls turn into 70-30 balls, turn into 80-20 balls. Because, again, very big receivers. Nine times out of ten, the corners are already in a position of, okay, the ball is snapped. This is a long RPO, triple or long RPO, you know, this long mesh team. You don't know what's happening. If you fully dedicate yourself to, hey, I'm going to play super deep. They're going to hit you with the bubble screen. Where, again, these receivers – are big bodies and blocking just like they are in catching the ball. You've got a 6'5 guy coming downhill at you, and he can get his hands on you to block you nine times out of ten more quickly than you can. You're, you know, shock him under the chin strap, lock out, extend, and do what you need to do to shed the block. So now you've got Williams or Morin underneath with the ball. That's that's the 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 principle of how that goes. Their offensive line is a good group. I don't think they're great. I think they're a good group. I think they're a good group. And the system helps them out because it, in essence, says, okay, you don't, you all don't have to be maulers. You all don't have to, like in 
if, if you watch um if you watch any football from University of Michigan, their system, it's a power, it's a heavy gap scheme. It demands that you knock people back off the ball, you reestablish the line of scrimmage, and that those pullers get there with violent intentions. This system is more so predicated on, hey, you do, everybody just block your man to the left a little bit and we'll figure it out. Somebody is going knife inside. There's going to be somebody who's undisciplined and they're going to jump and we're going to have two hats in one gap. And then we all know when you get out of your gap, the ball finds it. But again, this offensive line, they're good. They're good. I'm not saying that they're trash. I'm not saying that they're terrible. I'm not saying, hey, this is the reason if you, when you look at this team and you see their two losses on the season, offensive line is the reason because they weren't, they weren't. But with that being said, um, the the basic principle here, again, just create a hole for the running back to find. Create any hole. It's not a, a situation where it's, hey, we're this is the thing. We're running B-gap power, and I don't care what anybody says. I need you, combination of two guys, to clear out everything in this B-gap and A-gap, and we'll have a kick out here, and we'll have a guy leading up to whatever linebacker safety. It's not that. It is we're going to run this mesh, and we're going to – Stay in it. I've counted the normal mesh lasts for anywhere from half a second to a full second. That's that's how long the normal mesh works. The normal mesh goes quarterback gets the ball out of um, out of shotgun or even if you're looking at true triple option like Navy and those teams run it like the service academies run it. The quarterback gets the ball. They go and they're looking at whoever their read is on that play, be it the defensive end, be it the linebacker, be it the defensive tackle. They look at that player, and they immediately go, okay, boom, that player is staying where they are, handing, or that player is attacking the dive, pulling. This way, force offense says, we're going to slow play it. One second, two seconds. I've counted some of their messages. They're, the longest mess I've seen from them was three and a quarter seconds. And I, I know that that doesn't sound like a lot of time, but think about it this way. That's about five times as long as the normal, because if you're thinking about it in terms of claps, right? So the average mesh goes, the ball snap, the hand, the handoff or exchange happens. And here's the thing, snap, boom, the ball's gone. Now let's try that for three and a half seconds, right? Or three and a quarter seconds. Snap, hand, one, two, three, quarter. Boom. You see the difference? You see the difference in that? As a When you get one, it's right now happening. Things are happening. You need to react. As opposed to the other, you got to play it disciplined. You have to be disciplined. You have to sit there and you have to, okay, this is my job. My job is the quarterback. I have to attack the hip of the, the, the tackle. As a defensive end, I have to attack the, the hip of the tackle and I have to stay here. I have to stay put. I have to stay put because if I go and chase that dive, he's going to pull that thing. As a corner, you have to say, or as a safety, you have to say, this is my run field, but I also cannot come down right away because, again, my corner is one-on-one against the 6'5 guy, and if they're running that post route and I abandon this middle third, I've now created an easy window because this corner is saying, hey, don't let him beat you over the top regardless of what you do. So when you're playing that technique, it allows for those in, deep inside breaking routes, which, I mean, although it sounds crazy, think about it again now. We're not talking about, hey, the ball snap, make a decision, it's gone. If you're talking one, two, three, and a quarter, you're looking at enough time for a wide receiver to get down the field, 10, 15 yards. 
and and you know break inside. So that is what makes this offense so difficult to to uh, handle and manage. Again, the personnel is part of it because Sam Hartman gets a, a lot of love and rightfully so. Rightfully so. There is no ifs ands or buts about that. But now I'm going to tell you how you can or what teams have done and how to stop this offense in the next segment. But before before that, I've got to tell you about Nissan. Our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment um, across the Locked On College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where we highlight the most exciting plays uh, from the team, either each game during the weekend or during the history of this team. And this week's thrilling moment is Thayer Thomas catching the game-winning screen. And I'm telling you, last week I thought, man, this game is over. We've we've lost it. Like, when I saw that flag come out, but when they picked it up, I, I couldn't have been more thrilled. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I couldn't have been more thrilled about that. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. So, folks, I've told you the problems that this offense presents. And let's be honest, one of the biggest problems that we've had all year is stopping the quarterback run and is being disciplined on the edges, right? Being disciplined on the edges in terms of our defensive line, our linebackers, whoever is the end man on the line of scrimmage, being disciplined to, hey, I know that I have the quarterback. I know that the dive is not my play to make. I know that we want to play fast. We want to play aggressive. We want to play downhill, no frills football. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what you love to see from defense. You love to see, especially on defense, guys that you kind of got to rein them in instead of getting them riled up and pumped up to go, right? But with that being said, it has still cost us immensely. We have still seen some quarterbacks put up just – outlandish rushing numbers against us because our guys who are responsible for contain do not do so are not focused on that that is not the 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 focus of what they're doing and i'm going to tell you a lack of discipline in that area this week will be our undoing if we are undisciplined and the end man on the line of scrimmage or whoever is responsible for the quarterback being responsible for the quarterback, if we fail to do so in this game, good night down the road for a long flight. This will be, you know, all the argument about how long should fans stay and who's a real fan and what's going on. I'm telling you right now, the fans won't be there very long. I'll tell you that right now. Folks got better things to do at 10 p.m. than watch Sam Hartman rush for 120 yards. And then as a result of that, we load up the box more. And then all of a sudden, those big, those huge body receivers are dunking on our corners. So with that in mind, again, the the first thing that you need to stop this type of offense is discipline. Everybody has to be disciplined to know my job is my job. And that's all I can do. That's all I can do. All I can do is be the best I can be at containing the quarterback. And if you're a player that's assigned to the dive, all I can do is be the best I can be at stopping Ellison. All I can do is be the best that I can be at stopping. That's your job. That's what you are responsible for doing. That is corners, safeties, 
I am responsible for my zone or I am responsible for my man. But now let me go into the next part of how you how you snuff this thing out. Because again, the thing that you need more than anything else is discipline. That's the first thing. Discipline for everybody to stay where they are, be where they are, know your assignment and master your assignment. If your job is not to dive and we've got seven other guys assigned for the dive and you decide to take the quarterback, well, let's do some math here. We had one guy for the quarterback. We had six guys for the dive. We gave up the one guy for the quarterback to go after the dive as well, which gives us seven for the dive and how many for the quarterback? Come on now, quick math. One minus one equals zero. Very short, very clear, very concise. Discipline. The next thing, our corners and safeties have to turn those 50-50 balls. We got to change the math, right? Again, big body receivers make it 70-30. You've got to win. You've got to win some of those jump balls. You've got to win some of those one-on-ones. Winning those one-on-ones, at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, One of the biggest parts of of how teams have beaten Wake Forest this year, if you watch that Louisville game and all the turnovers, yes, Wake Forest was kind of just not sharp and kind of off in some ways, but also Wake Forest – pushed the pace. They pushed the issue. They forced the tempo in certain types of ways where it was like coming in that, uh, starting that third quarter off where it's like, okay, I like it. I like it because they changed the math. When you allow that offense to take their time and I'm walking on sunshine. Oh, there's the post. Oh, oh, okay. Hey there, driving Miss Daisy. Oh, there's a bubble screen. When you allow that offense to do that, you're going you're going to be in for a long day. But you have to change the math. You have to when when I talk about changing the math, it means defensive linemen need to reestablish the line of scrimmage, number one, but also get off blocks. When you get off blocks, you make it so that it's not they can't play around and hold the mesh, hold the mesh, hold the mesh. You can't do it. If you're reestablishing the line of scrimmage and getting off blocks, when you're winning one-on-ones against this offense, if you're talking about the corners, if you are winning one-on-ones against the receivers, guess what? You're now creating a situation where that option becomes veckless. It, it, It now is shaved off. Where can you run the ball if the nose guard is getting two and a half yards of penetration and controlling the center? I've got the center locked out. If the running back wants to come on this side of the center, don't worry about it. I'm there already. If the running back wants to cut back off the tail of the center the other way, don't worry about it. I can go ahead and reposition there too. I've got this man locked out. I've got him control. You've changed the math. That is not just for our DBs who will be tested. The DBs will be tested. Let's make no bones about that, right? They will be tested. But this is about everybody when you're one-on-ones. And again, I know some people will look at that and say, well, what a, does when, a, when you're one-on-ones kind of go against discipline? No, those two work hand in hand. Let me explain it to you like this. Again, the guy who's the end man on the line of scrimmage, who has the, the, the long mess coming to him, okay? If they are deciding, hey, I need to do my job, the next thing that needs to happen is the rest of the guys need to win their one-on-ones need to when they throw that ball up out of the option because they say oh they have enough in the box to where we got a one-on-one outside we've got to win we've got to win because again that's that's part of it that's 
a huge part of it. If you, again, if you have enough to where the, the box dictates a pull read, then you're going to have some one-on-ones on the outside. And here's the last thing, because a lot of people will hear what I'm saying and say, okay, so we need to play vanilla. We need to play it safe. We need to, you know, make sure that we've got guys to go. I agree that we need guys to account for everything. But with that being said, be aggressive. Be aggressive. Louisville smothered that uh, long match. They smothered it. And that's what the essence of beating this thing is. You cannot. You cannot. If we decide to drop it, I don't even have no hair left on my head. I'm going to lose my facial hair. I'm going to lose the the chin patch. I'm going to lose my mustache. Because you cannot allow this team to, again, oh, we're, you know, uh, this is a good old time. I get by with a little help from my friends and just take their time in the backfield. You can't allow it. You can't allow it. If you allow that as a defense, if you say, oh, well, we're only going to have these three up at the line of scrimmage and the other eight are going to be in coverage, again, you're going to make it out for a real long day because while the RPO and the long mess is a big part of the offense, that's not the only thing that this offense does. Sam Hartman is not afraid to drop back and make passes out of a traditional passing set. So we need to attack. We need to be coming downhill, all that good stuff. But in doing so, we have to be able to trust our contained guys to contain. We have to trust our DBs to say, you know what? We're going to pull guys out of coverage. And guess what? Mr. White, I need you to keep having a great year. Uh, Mr. Battle, you had a tough game last game. It's all right. It's okay. That's fine. You're a corner. Short memory. Knock it out your head. We're coming back. Mr. Pitts, you had a terrible game against this team last year. Some people... Not me personally. Some people would say that you were one of the biggest reasons we lost this thing last year. I need you to come back and respond. I need you to come back and respond. We're going to be aggressive. We're going. We're throwing the kitchen sink at them. We need y'all corners to be there. We need Tyler Baker with. We need y'all. We need the corners, safeties. We need you to be there. Tanner Ingles, Cyrus Fagan, all you guys. If you're healthy, Boykin as well. We need you. To make plays and, again, change the map because we're going to be aggressive. Playing it passive, playing it, oh, we'll, we'll, you know, see what they want to do. It ain't going to work out. At the times when this NC State defense has looked the worst this year, they were dropping eight. So let's not do it again. Prevent defense does what, folks? It prevents you from winning. And so I trust that Gibson will not put himself in a position to be prevented from winning again. I trust that. I trust that. I believe that wholeheartedly. I mean, I hope that he doesn't have us sweating it out in terms of his defense's performance because there is some very rough calls there in terms of being too passive. And speaking of sweating it out, I got to talk to you all about sweat block. Sweat block is for those who suffer from excessive underarm sweat. There are people who go their entire lives dealing with it and and they just get so worried about everything. It's it's about, am I sweating through my dress shirt? Am I sweating through my dress? What can I put on my armpits to soak it up? Well, guess what? You've got sweat block now. Sweat block is a game changer for all people who suffer from very uh, intense sweat. Sweat block is, is something that was created by a doctor to help with his own excessive sweating. It is doctor created and doctor recommended. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or body odor, try sweat block. Save 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Available now and uh, available at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. So, family, we're about to land this thing. 
But I hope that I've laid this out, right? The long mesh, a quarterback that's a stud. Sam Hartman has a big arm, and he trusts his receivers. His receivers give him reasons to trust him. Again, A.T. Perry, Brown and company, they make it hard. They make it hard to leave one-on-ones out there because they're big guys who know how to high point the ball. They have good body control and all that. Again, Coach Gibson said we got a tall order in front of them. So this ain't, I'm not saying that this should be easy and that if this if our defense allows more than 10 points, I'm going to be upset. This game, this is a prolific offense. How does our defense respond and react? Because they're supposed to be a prolific defense. And in the next episode, we're going to talk about Wake Forest defense, what they do, how they do it, and um, how I expect our offense to win there. But I hope that I've given you a good outline for it. Be disciplined. Win one-on-ones and be aggressive defensively. I think those are the three things that this defense needs to do. Don't worry. We still got the official Ken's Keys coming on game day that morning. I know that it's homecoming. The folks going to be tailgating all that. I want to give you something to listen to while you got the, the all the things rolling, all right? Thank you all so very much for coming out. I appreciate you every single time, Wolfpack Nation. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. Our Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 